Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! We've reached the midweek point of the final week of July. Harp on Sports, the bar, the podcast on the Harp on Sports audio in the Harp on Sports media network. What do we have in store for you coming up this evening or coming up on this little showcase? Quite a bit, actually. We have the ACC releasing their football schedule or potential football schedule for the fall. We think they nailed it. We think they absolutely and brilliantly set this thing up with the addition of Notre Dame. What else do we have in store for you? Well, that then springboards the other conferences, right? I have a great idea for the Big Ten and the SEC. A fantastic idea for both. So we're going to explore that as well. And a little Messiah, a little Major League Baseball Messiah for you. So all of those things are going to be on the docket for you today here on The Bar. Where to start? Let's start off with this first as I get my (laughs) page pulled up here again. Hang on tight, gang. You know, what's interesting about this is that August is here. August is here. And of course, if you're watching this, you see my scoring never stop shirt. Buckets, baby. Buckets. And yeah, I do look a little bit different, right? Yeah. The movie Seven was on about a week ago. Saw Brad Pitt. Thought, you know what? I look like him when I grow out a goatee. And you know what? It's true. I look like Brad Pitt in Seven when he grows a goatee. By the way, Harpon Sports, the bar at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, the Harpon Sports YouTube channel, HarponSports.com. You can subscribe, like, follow, share, share, follow, like the podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast available on all of those platforms, including Spotify as well. Okay. I thought the ACC nailed it. I did. And the big 10, the SEC, the big 12, the PAC 12 kind of just talking the ACC. I'll give them credit. They took action. John Swafford and they, they, they took action. They did it. They said, this is what we're going to do. They were able to get Notre Dame into the fold. Here's what's amazing about this. The ACC and all of their teams, they had to bring Notre Dame, and they had more work to do than any other conference had to do. They had to bring in football's most powerful independent and maybe the most powerful school in all of college sports. And they brought them in. They got a schedule done. They're going to be a part of it for a year. So there's no other excuses for any other conference. Notre Dame, Clemson are going to meet very early on. The ACC wiping out divisions, going to play 10 games. And when it's said and done, the top two teams are going to play for the conference crown. I'm okay with that. Now, what happens if you have four 10-1 teams or four 9-1 teams and then they're playing 10 conference games and then a plus-one scenario? Well, then I guess it goes to the winning percentage of your opponents. Strength of schedule, right? That's important. So people are going to try to shoot holes in this thing? Not me. No way. I want to see the two best teams play. The ACC's been plagued by this. How many years have we seen Clemson now just devour just curb stomp whoever they play in the conference championship game. That has a, to do with a weak coastal division. Don't get me wrong, but I, lo- I this is great. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Good for the ACC. They nailed it. And it's one of these things where, okay, Notre Dame's going to end up in this division. The divisions aren't going to be balanced. And I get a kick out of people. I wouldn't invite Notre Dame to the conference. Why? This is where you've got to sample. This is dating. Notre Dame is dating the ACC now. And the ACC said, you got to do a little bit more than date us. You're going to have to take us to some big parties, and you're going to have to take us to a wedding. Going to have to meet the family here. And that's what Notre Dame's doing. How does this hurt? It doesn't hurt the ACC at all. 
It doesn't. What if Notre Dame wins the conference and walks away? Then they win the conference and walk away. How's it any different than a football player going to a team for a year, winning a Super Bowl, and leaving? How's it any different than Deion Sanders going to the 49ers for a year, winning a Super Bowl, and leaving? Ray Bork ending up in Colorado and winning a Stanley Cup with the Avalanche and leaving. It happens all the time. Well, not all the time, but it happens. So good. Good for that. It's going to make the conference more interesting. Could you imagine a Notre Dame-Clemson ACC title game? It'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. But what's the downside of this? How many times in the last four years would have Notre Dame been the second best team in the ACC? And I know Clemson killed them a couple years ago, but Clemson killed everybody a couple years ago. Clemson beat Alabama worse than they beat Notre Dame in the college football playoff. Forget about those things. So, I love it. Good for Notre Dame. Good for the ACC. Now every other conference will follow suit. And that leads us to the SEC. And I'm going to get to the SEC and the Big Ten here in a second. The SEC will adopt almost an identical model. The Big 12's kicking an idea around that's going to be the same amount of games. But you know how Oklahoma moved their game up to the 29th, August 29th? The thought process here is that the Big 12, in order to avoid sickness, and it's going to plague everybody, but the Big 12's plan here is to space this out enough so these 11 games will take place over 15 or 16 weeks. So the Big 12 season will end in the middle of December. You know, not I guess not much fun for Kansas and Iowa State and Kansas State. This team's in the cold weather version. Colorado, Colorado in mid-December. Mm. But it's where it is. So, again, I, I love what they did. I The Big 12, where they're kicking around, it, it's interesting, but it's still, it all fits. This is going to be the most balanced schedule you're going to have. You're going to have nine conference games, ten conference games for almost everybody. Now, the Big 12 can't do what the ACC did because the ACC is playing 10 conference games plus one. The Big 12 can only go to nine, right, because they've got 11 or 10 teams in their conference. So it's a little bit different, but I like it. I do. I like it. Now, the SEC wouldn't do a nine-game schedule forever. They stayed at eight, right? Six conference, six division teams, two other division teams are from the other division. So now we're going to get to nine. We may even get to ten. So we may have six, three. We may have six teams and then three from the other division because you have two right now, right? Six and two, make it to nine. Make it may have six and four. An SEC with ten? An SEC with ten conference games plus one? How awesome would that be? It's great. See, we're actually starting to see plans. Now, is all this going to go off? No, this is all fantasy land. I can tell you nothing's going to happen. Oh, you're going to start the season, but come on. These students aren't going to socially distance from another. You're going to have to isolate the football team. It's not going to happen. General population students are going to get other people sick, and you're going to wipe out team. Look, it's going to happen. It is. I mean, you're going to try to play the season. There's no way all these games are going to get played. No way. Then you have to decide, is that a forfeit? Do we move the game back? Do we find open dates where, okay, if we don't play it here, can we play it here? I, We'll see how that all lays itself out. But the concept of this is great. The idea of this is great. And covering the Florida Gators like I have for the last five years, six years. I see Gator fans complaining already because Florida's going to end up playing Alabama. Florida's going to Florida went from the weakest, sorriest patty cake schedule in the world to, okay, now it's going to be maybe 10 SEC teams. Um, and you already have Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss and LSU on the docket. So instead of Ole Miss and LSU on the docket, um, It'll be Ole Miss, LSU, A&M, and Bama. All right. Alabama and Florida are going to play each other this year. And I'm already seeing it now. I'm already seeing it on my Twitter feed and our station's Twitter feed. 
the babies. Oh, this is not fair. This is not right. Oh, knock it off. The SEC East has been a joke for a decade. It has. The SEC East has been a joke for a decade. In the last 10 years, how many times has the third best team in the West been better than the best team in the East? Seven? It's, it's, that's absurd. It is. It's, it's all it's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? Every year, every year, Mississippi State has to play LSU, Auburn, and Alabama. All Florida has to play is LSU. What are you going to try to tell me, huh? Well, Florida's going to play, what, Tennessee? We're going to play Georgia. Okay. Every year in the West, they got three heavy hitters they have to play. Every year. Auburn's the one that gets hosed all the time, right? Think about Auburn. Auburn every year has got to play Georgia. And then Auburn's got to play LSU and Alabama. Auburn gets Auburn always has the deck stacked against them. So in this year, Auburn had to play Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. I don't hear it. I don't hear about Florida. We gotta play Alabama. That's not right. Other than LSU, who has a brand new quarterback, in Georgia, who's Florida? Is Florida going to play a team that's going to win eight games besides those two teams? I I like it. I, I like the fact that Florida's got to play Alabama now and, and maybe a and A 10-game SEC slate is great. And you know what's interesting about this? I'm saying all this, and I went to Western Michigan University. My alma mater, I'm a Mac guy. I went to the, I went to a Mac school. Mid-American Conference, non-Power Fives, we're going to get hosed in all of this. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be very, very rough. So what do we do? Well, I'm going to get to that in a second. But the SEC, they should go 10 conference games. I think the SEC is going to adopt a 9-2 and scenario. I do. They're going to see nine conference games. They're going to go up one. Although, I just get to 10. Be great. Be great. It's what we've wanted, right? It's what we've wanted. It's kind of like, and I'll give you an analogy, it's kind of like what professional wrestling did in the 80s and early 90s. Professional wrestling started to, it started to go down. It did. Because you'd have these matches where superstars would only wrestle each other like once a month. And they do their traveling shows, so you'd get them then. But like Saturday night, or Friday night, Saturday night, went to watch big wrestling. You, didn't, you never got big marquee. You got one marquee guy going up against another marquee guy. They saved everything for the main events and the pay-per-views. And then they came along and go, why don't we have our stars wrestle each other all the time? Oh, oh. And it worked. Stars against stars. Stars against stars. Not stars against cupcakes. So, good for them. Oh, by the way, the non-Power 5. Look, I mentioned this in one of my earlier podcasts. I mentioned this in one of my earlier videos. Just move move your seat. If you're the MAC Conference USA, uh, the American Conference, if you're one of these conferences, just move to the spring. Just move to the spring. Well, what about the the draft and this is where you need to work with the NFL. So what? Okay, you guys get get guys get drafted. Baseball players get drafted all the time during the College World Series. They still pitching it, don't they? They do, don't they? Baseball players get drafted all the time, and they still finish their season, finish their high school season, finish their college season. They, they just do it all the time. So if a kid from a MAC school or a Conference USA school doesn't want to play in the spring, then he doesn't play in the spring. If you're the MAC, you're not going to get anybody to come to your state. You're not going to make any money at all. If you're the MAC, if you're Conference USA, if you're the American Conference, I think you almost have to move to the spring. Try to get a television deal done. NBC Sports doesn't have anything going on in the spring. What does NBC Sports have going on in the spring? Golf. They have nothing going on. Nothing. So I would move. 
if I were the major conferences, I'd reach out to NBC Sports. CBS is a little tricky because you have March Madness, you have the Masters, you have April and March kind of tied up. ESPN has the NBA postseason that rolls around in April, but you have March open on You know, ESPN's got conference championship games, ACC, SEC basketball. So you got a little bit of things you have to contend with. But if I were the MAC, Conference USA, the American Conference, the Mountain West Conference, the Sun Belt, I would. Hey, man, let's get together. We'll move all our stuff to the spring. That way we can actually have fans show up. Let's. That's what you have to do if you're those conferences. If all these major conferences are going conference only, you've got to go to the spring. You have to. You just have to. You have nobody. You're, you're going gonna to get lost in the minutiae of it. You are. It's just, it's just what you're going to have to do. So good on that front as well. Um, oh, by the way, if you have different conferences setting up different scenarios – the Pac-12, the Big 12, the SEC, the ACC, the SEC, everybody's got their own plan. I would love, love to see this this year. And it's going to be tough to pull off. But I would love to see what I'm about to tell you. Bowl games, think about this. You're gonna, We're going to have a conference-only season because of travel and we can't have teams flying across the country. Okay, well, guess what? The bowl games work in the same fashion. Bowl games work in the same fashion. We can't have teams flying all over the country for bowl games. We can't. And fans traveling, that's all about bowl games, right? Fans traveling, fans traveling, fans traveling. This is what I would like to see. This is what I would like to see. Bowl games are going to hate it. But tough. I would love to see the SEC and the Big Ten look each other in the eye and go, that's what we're going to do. We right now are going to set up a Big Ten SEC challenge for bowl games. We are. This is what we're going to do. Let's say, for argument's sake, Alabama beats Florida in the SEC title game. Okay? Alabama, SEC champ. Ohio State, Big Ten champ. Here we go. Alabama plays in Ohio State. Florida finished second. Who finished second in the Big Ten? Minnesota. Minnesota comes to Florida. Now, who do you pick goes where? That's going to be part of the process here. But what I would love to see, eight bowl-eligible teams in the SEC, eight bowl-eligible teams in the Big Ten, that you split them, and four SEC teams go play in cold weather. And four Big Ten teams come and play in the South. All oh, the bowl games are in the South all the time. Tell me you would not love to see, I would love to see Florida play at Penn State in January. January 2nd, Florida at Penn State. How awesome would that be? Well, we're not really ready for the cold. I got news for you. Michigan. Indiana, Pennsylvania boys aren't ready for Florida heat in August. Except I've seen people die of heat stroke. I've never seen anybody die of freeze stroke. Or fro- oh my God, it's cold. So come on, let's get that done. I, I want to see because well, we got traveling, traveling, traveling. We can't, you can't take, you can't take Ohio State fans. Okay, we're going to go to Pasadena. All right, we're going to take Washington fans. All right, we're going to go to Pasadena. It, it defeats the whole purpose of all of this. Set up and while we're doing stuff, let's do some drastic cool stuff this year and see if it works. Set up a Big Ten SEC Bowl Challenge. 
The champion from the SEC takes on the champ. Well, what about the college football playoff? Then knock it down a tier. All right, the Big Ten champion and the SEC champion are going to the college football playoff. You're going to have one of those still? Yeah, right. Okay, then what does that mean? That means Florida and Penn State are the second teams out of the Big Ten and the SEC. Great, Florida's going to Penn State. Who are the third teams? Oh, we've got Minnesota and LSU. All right, great, Minnesota goes to LSU. Who's next on the docket? What do you know? We've got Georgia and we have Michigan. Great. Georgia's going to Ann Arbor. It's going to be cold in Michigan on January 2nd. Yep. It's kind of like it's hot in Georgia and Athens on September 2nd. Brett Favre played in the NFL for, what, 18 years? 14 of those in Green Bay. He never froze to death. People will live. I think it's great. How great would it be to see SEC teams in the South in the South to go up to the North and play Big Ten teams on their turf? Come on, if nobody's afraid of anybody. Come on. Again, circling back around. By the way, Florida, I don't hear any crying from Florida fans. No fear that we got to play Alabama. Knock that off. Stop it. Stop it on Twitter. Stop it on Facebook. Stop it. It's no fear we're getting hosed in the schedule. Stop it. Auburn gets hosed every year. Auburn has to play Georgia and Alabama and LSU. Stop it. No fear that we have nothing but a bunch of oatmeal in the SEC East. we got to play one good team in the West every year. Now, look, Florida last year had to play Auburn and LSU. Tough road. I get it. Do you want to play the best? Don't you want to see the best? I do. That's why you go, right? Nobody goes, I want to go to Florida to play Bandy. You go to Florida to play Alabama. To do it. But what if we lose? And All right, well, that's a way to go at it. I'm not going to go ask that girl because she could say no. No. It's not how winners approach things. It's not. Get that done. Oh, by the way, Major League Baseball's Messiah, like that mess Aya. What happened with the Marlins? This last time we did a podcast talking about the Marlins getting shut down, shut down for a whole week. The Phillies, the mess that they have too because of this. Baseball, you can sit there and point it to be a mess. Baseball, oh my gosh, what baseball is doing. Baseball is the ultimate guinea pig. Football, basketball, hockey, everybody benefits from baseball's blunders. Do you ever do anything where you go, I want to see you go first? You go first. Go first. Golfers do this, right? I remember when Phil Mickelson won, Phil Mickelson won his first Masters. I forget who he's playing with in the final group, but he watched his putt. He stood behind him. He had the exact same putt from like two feet behind it. It's like, it's going to break that way. Okay, I got it. You learn by watching others. Doesn't that happen in baseball? What did he throw you? He threw me the curveball 2-1. He threw you curveball 2-1. Okay, I get it. You learn by watching others. The other sports are learning by watching baseball. You do. People in my business like to complain and moan a lot, too. It's like Joe Kelly got suspended eight games for throwing it. Astros players like, that's not right. It's not right. Look, Rob Manfred came out and he made a point, right? If you throw at other players, I'm not going to. And Rob Manfred had to do this eight games. I love that he did eight games. Eight games out of 60. Knock it off. Knock it off. Everybody complains about baseball players throwing at other people and you get anybody hurt. Rob Manfred suspended Joe Kelly for eight games. Why? Because he does not want every single night pitchers throwing at Astro hitters until game 40 you're gonna go okay well we had three more astros players get hit tonight we got to put a stop to this what that was was that was a shot across the bow to anybody in baseball it's like hey man you're gonna throw with these guys all year you know no we're not gonna do this joe kelly wanted to do it he made a scene about it fine go away for eight games it's not right what do you want you want five guys throwing at players every single night what he did is if you throw at players of the astros i'm gonna suspend you eight games well that's not right they didn't get a right punishment that's not your call it's not. 
You don't like it, players? Then next time you have a collective bargaining agreement with the ownership in baseball, sit there and say, if we catch you cheating, you have to revoke the World Series trophy. You can put language in there if you're a player like that. I love that he suspended Joe Kelly eight games. If you're in charge, you don't have the luxury of chaos. If you're a prison warden, if you're in charge of anything, you don't have the luxury of going, oh, let them police themselves. That people get shanked. He suspended Joe Kelly for eight games. Why? He want people throwing at the Astros all year long. It's a story for a night. Now the next guy throws, like this is what I would do if I was Rob Manfred. Let's say two days from now, somebody else throws it. Altuve, Correa, whoever. I come out and I suspend you for nine games. Look, if I know you're doing it on purpose, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep adding games. So there you go. Harp on Sports, the bar. Harp on Sports, a podcast, media, and audio network. Follow, share, like, like, follow, share. At Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, um, HarpOnSports.com, Harp on Sports YouTube channel. Um, again, follow, like, share, share, follow, like. I really, really would appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Harp on Sports, the bar, the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Buzzsprout. Enjoy! Only the final few days of July here and... Be interesting to see what August has in store. Oh, by the way, don't plant those China. Don't take those China seeds. Don't eat them. Don't plant them. I think they're Audrey too from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. You plant those seeds or you eat them, you're gonna have that thing gonna eat be eating people. Don't. Seymour learned a very valuable lesson. Well, actually, didn't did he? Mm-hmm. There you go. Enjoy your evening. This has been the Bar on the Harp on Sports Audio Podcast and Media Network.